past month, I've been incorporating a lot of time-lapse footage into the videos on this channel, and in this video, I'm going to show you how I make them. There are essentially two different ways to shoot a time-lapse. You can shoot video and speed it up later in your editing software, or you can shoot a series of still images and stitch them together in post-production. I prefer to go with the still image route because it gives me a more finite level of control over the final look, and honestly, I think in the end, it just looks better. Now, it's not always possible, depending on what kind of equipment you have with you, but that is my preferred method. So let's talk about cameras. The first thing that you can use that may be the most obvious is you can use your cell phone, and you can use your iPhone. It works great if you have an Android device. Generally something where you can download an app that will control the whole time lapse, and there are a lot of good ones out there. I tend personally to prefer apps that will allow me just to save a series of JPEGs that I can offload onto Lightroom or something and then do my post-production there. Um, but there are apps that will go ahead and stitch it together and save it as a movie file, and that is very useful if you want to upload to Instagram or share immediately from the phone. But the phone actually makes a great time-lapse tool. The other thing that I like to use, um, and I actually own two of these, but this is, um, I've talked about these on the show before, this is called a Mobius Action Cam, and the Mobius Action Cam is actually very interesting uh, in that when the first iteration of the GoPro came out, um, I thought they were very overpriced and I wasn't crazy about the quality. GoPros are excellent now and they've definitely caught up, but I bought these at the time and I actually own two of these and they're numbered. This is number two. What I like about the Mobius Action Cam is there's no screen, no viewfinder, no nothing, just a tripod mount and you might want to use a level or something if you're going to use this to shoot a time lapse. These two metal plates on here are actually a heat sink and the way this works is you just simply turn it on. There's a mode selector which allows you to select between doing stills and video and you can set it to either one. You can take video footage with this or you can take stills and there is a time-lapse mode which is this yellow mode right here. So all I have to do is press the start button once this is mounted to a tripod and these work really well. The upside to these is they're really cheap. You can get one of these for under $100. I can't remember if they're 60 or 80 but they're very inexpensive and they work great. The downside is, is they don't have any frills. There's no viewfinder, there's no screen on here or anything. You're just going to have to kind of use your instincts on that and point it in the direction and deal with with it from there. It does get a pretty large image, so it does work very well. They do not do well in low light necessarily, but you know, you're getting what you pay for. So this is a nice alternative to using something like a GoPro, and the fact that it does interval-based shooting built in makes these excellent. I've used these quite a bit. I, the reason I have two of them too is I like to be able to set them up and do multiple time lapses from different directions or different angles at one time. The camera that I'm doing pretty much all of my time lapse work on these days is this one, and this is a little point and shoot. This is the Sony RX100. Mark III, and I absolutely love this camera. The image quality is outstanding. I don't have any of the flickering issues. All of the time lapses that you're seeing throughout this video uh, were done on this camera, and I absolutely love it. The only problem with the RX100 Mark III is it does not have a way of doing interval-based shooting in the camera. This is the same problem you're gonna have on a DSLR. So you're gonna need one of these, and this is an intervalometer, and I bought this on Amazon. You don't need a fancy one. I probably paid $10, $20 for this. It wasn't expensive, and basically what this does is it uses the multi 
multi-port on the Sony, so make sure you've got the right one for your camera as far as the connection goes. And you set this up to do shooting at intervals. And so I set this up at intervals. I usually move between five and 10 seconds. And so this one's set up for five right now. I crank it up to however many shots I want. It's set to 399 right now, which I think is maxed out. What I do is I plug this in, you hit start stop, every five seconds it takes a picture. So this allows me to set it up and I can go on and do something else if it's a longer time lapse and I don't have to sit there and babysit it. Um, you are gonna need something like this because you do want that interval-based shooting to be very consistent, but you don't need something fancy. The only other thing I would recommend is, you know, you're gonna need tripods. And the ones I like to use the most, a lot of times when I travel, I'll mount a camera in a window or I'll mount it to, you know, the car or something. You can get these tripods with suction cups on them. They work extremely well. Um, a lot of times these things will come with attachments and so I have an adapter for my phone as well so that really helps. And the other thing I recommend is check out, they make, you know, Joby makes these Gorillapods and you can get them in different sizes and I actually like using these better than my big tripods because it's a lot less stuff to carry and you can literally grip these to railings or hang them from things and they do an excellent job but you do want stability because you need to keep the camera still during a time lapse. Now let's talk about DSLRs for just a second. DSLRs can be used to do time lapses, certainly, but one of the things that you can have as a problem in the end result is what is a flickering effect where the exposure is slightly changing and some frames are a little bit darker and some frames are a little bit brighter. The problem with DSLRs is there are a lot of moving parts, namely the way the lens works with the contacts that control the aperture. So for instance, when you look through the viewfinder on a DSLR, you're seeing that aperture wide open and the reason is to allow all the light in possible to assist in precise focusing and composition and being able to see. What happens is when the moment the picture is taken, the lens will shut down the aperture to what the aperture setting is and then release it and open it back up. One of the problems that you can have on DSLRs is just a little bit of inconsistency in that aperture. And this usually happens on less expensive DSLRs. So if that happens, there are workarounds and you're gonna need to consider how to do that because it is a serious pain to deflicker footage in post-production. A couple of the workarounds that I like to use is you can shoot wide open. Unfortunately, if you're shooting in daylight, this isn't going to work because it's going to be too bright so you're going to either have to use ND filters or another option is you can actually attach old manual focus lenses or shoot in live view. Do something where the aperture stays at the exact setting uh, where you're going to want it for the time lapse and not opening and closing because that ends up what's causing that flicker problem from time to time. Having said that, you really don't need a lot of resolution for video. In fact, you only need about 2 megapixels for HD video and only 9 megapixels if you want 4K video. I used a Nikon D40 for years that was just kind of my dedicated time-lapse camera and it worked just fine. When you're shooting a time lapse, you're going to want to have some manual control over your camera. The first thing you want to do is turn autofocus off. You don't want the focus recomposing during your time lapse. You also want to fix the shutter speed and aperture for more consistency. On my RX100 Mark III, I use manual mode with a fixed aperture and fixed shutter speed, but I set the ISO to auto. So the camera was still auto metering to a degree, but it's not going to change a setting that will add a shift in the final time lapse. Let's talk about frame rate for a second. Now frame rate refers to the actual frames per second that move by in your final footage. I shoot everything at the film standard of 24 frames per second, so I make time lapses with that in mind. This means that 24 images will go by in a second. 240 images is 10 seconds of footage. If I need 10 seconds of final footage and I shoot at five second intervals, this will take about 20 minutes to film for that 10 seconds of final footage. Another thing that'll help you considerably is to consider what your final 
final frame rate is going to be. Now I tend to film everything at the American film standard, which is 23.976 frames per second. If I'm outputting for television, the US standard is 29.9 frames per second. If you're in Europe, the standard is 25 frames per second. Now YouTube will actually support everything upwards of 60 frames a second, which I'm really not a big fan of personally. Um, I like there to be a little bit of motion, a little bit of flow, and like anywhere from 24 to 25, upwards of maybe 30 frames a second is what our eyes are used to seeing in media. But anyway, just note also that 60 frames per second is going to require a lot of footage just to film because you're at a much higher frame rate at that point. So that about covers how we actually shoot a time lapse. And in the next video, I'm going to show you how you stitch it together in post-production. If you guys enjoyed this video, please remember to like it and share it with your friends. And as always, subscribe to The Art of Photography so you'll always be up to date on all the latest and greatest videos we do here. And uh, join me in the next video where we talk about post-production on a time lapse and I'll show you how you put it all together. So I'll see you then. Later.